Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Asbury Deep Dive Podcast. I'm Melissa Ivy, and it's just so good to be with all of you today. I'm so excited to be continuing our mental health series. This has been just a super fun series to do of just talking to people about their struggles and um, sharing and being open. It's cool to for the people who can share to be able to do that as well as I hope for you guys to be encouraged by it as well. So today we have John Vick with us. He's one of our newest pastors. Say hi, John. Hi, everybody. Um, John is awesome. So John is our pastor of evangelism and prayer, and he has a lot of awesome goals. So I'm excited to see what he's able to do here. Um, he's a month in, so um, it's awesome. So John, what? Let's let's continue to get to know you. So John, let's see. Yeah. What's a fun question? First, why don't you tell us some of your hobbies? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I really enjoy going on runs. Uh, oh, I'm really? not very fast. Um, <laughs> in fact, I, I ran cross country and track in high school, and uh, the only time I got a medal is if there were as many medals given out as there were runners. <laughs> the I, I was not medal. very fast, but but I enjoyed running. And so now I'm so glad that I'm out of high school, I'm out of college, and I can just run for pleasure. Yeah. You know, it's not about winning a race or getting a medal. Not that I ever did those anyway, <laughs> but uh, but no, I really enjoy running. Uh, I enjoy playing guitar a little bit as well. Nice. I have a couple of electric guitars, and uh, and I love just being with people. I love um, you know having conversations with friends, with family members. Um, this is my first podcast to do, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. So thanks for the invitation for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, so I love drinking coffee as well. So coffee. you know, if you can kind of combine hobby. all those, like. I don't know if you drink coffee with friends and then go for a run and play guitar <laughs> after. That, that'd be a fun day. Perfect day. <laughs> yeah. John's perfect yep. day off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for That's sure. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, podcasts, I've really come to enjoy them myself. I hope you all listening haven't come to enjoy my voice. Um, the uh, thing about podcasts is that I get to talk and you have to listen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a conversation. Yeah. Um, but John, so what book are you currently reading? Any fun books you're reading? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so I'm currently in the middle of two right now. Uh, both of them are over uh, evangelism, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, one is called The Master Plan of Evangelism uh, by Robert Coleman. And um, that was recommended to me uh, by a mentor of mine, actually. His name's Bob Canary. He uh, is a retired pastor. I uh, retired a couple years ago. And we're actually working through that book together. Um, it's a pretty short book, but it's uh, it's really dense. You know, there's a lot of good information yeah. in it. And so what we have been doing is just reading a chapter at a time and then discussing it uh, via Zoom. Um, but, you know, life kind of gets busy for both of us, and so we've kind of been slacking a little bit on that. But but it's an excellent book. Uh, Billy Graham wrote the foreword for it. Oh, nice. um, so it's an excellent book over evangelism. And uh, the second book I'm reading right now uh, is called uh, Out of the Salt Shaker Into the World. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about evangelism being a way of life, um, not just something we do, not just something we check off a list, um, but just let evangelism be all that we do. And that's by uh, Rebecca Manley Pippert. Uh, she's a great uh, author and speaker, uh, knows a lot about evangelism. And so I'm about halfway through that book um, right now. And, uh, of course, I'm always reading from the scriptures. Um, I'm reading from uh, 1 Samuel right now and uh, the Gospel of Luke as well as uh, the Psalms and 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians happens to be my favorite of Paul's letters. Mm -hmm. Um, I love just this theme of uh, weakness and humility in it and and just allowing the the power of Christ to to dwell upon us and dwell within us. 
that's that's my hope for us in ministry that yeah. instead of asking how strong are you maybe we should be asking how weak are you so that the power <laughs> of Christ may may rest on us yeah. you know from, from chapter 12 that's a lot of reading I'm very yeah. very impressed I, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. I make it I uh, after seminary I, I move very slowly through books now <laughs> yes for sure it's very well, impressive I'm on the opposite end I'm just beginning seminary so maybe oh yeah after give us some four time years, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> my foreboding yeah. encouragement which yes. is not encouragement thanks Melissa <laughs> yeah 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 anyway <laughs> um, so just to begin um John wanted to share some scriptures. Let's start with scripture today. Yeah, so this is uh, from the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, this is Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Uh, it may sound familiar to some of us. Uh, this is Jesus talking about uh, worry. And, uh, and after I read it, I'll explain why I, I wanted to read it uh, this morning. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than the food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all of these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. And, uh, you know, I really wanted to read that passage simply because um, I think that passage had the biggest impact on my life before becoming a Christian. Mm. Uh, you know, I grew up in the church and I knew a lot about Christ. I had a lot of head knowledge. Um, you know, for my uh, John Wesley fans out there, um, I kind of grew up as an almost Christian. You know, I, I knew a lot about the church. I knew a lot about the scriptures. I knew a lot about, um, you know, what the Bible says God is like. But I didn't know God personally. You know, I didn't have this, you know, relationship of the heart just yet. Um, but leading up to that, um, you know, before I truly became a Christian, uh, this passage really had a big impact on my life. And I think it applies in many ways to uh, to mental health and, you know, not not worrying, not letting uh, anxiety and stress just control and dominate your, your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus talks about mental health a lot in the scriptures, yeah. but not in obvious ways. And he also talks about, you know, he demonstrates... Um, a healthy lifestyle to manage your mental health, which is really yeah. cool. But the other thing is that this is a bit of a tangent, but um, Jesus doesn't obviously talk about self-love um, because in that time, in that culture, that wasn't a struggle. That wasn't something people struggled with and wrestled with the way they do today. And so I'm convinced that if Jesus came now, he would spend a lot of time talking about, very explicitly talking about mental health and self-love and self-care. Um, because, you know, just in that culture that he was speaking in, that wasn't what they necessarily wrestled with, but you see it so much today, which is just another reason for this podcast, too. Yes, um, amen. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to, to love your neighbor as yourself if you aren't if you first loving love yourself. yourself and pouring into yourself yeah. and, and yeah. allowing yourself to be filled by the Absolutely. Lord each day. Yeah. You can only love others to the extent that you love yourself. Yes. And when I first heard that in college, I thought, Psh, no, that's dumb. I don't have to love myself. I can just yeah. love other, everyone else. 
Um, not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that statement very much holds true. Yes. You know, you can only love others to the extent that you love yourself. So, yeah. um, John, just what have you really, what have been some of the struggles or wrestles? Yeah, absolutely. You know, things, wrestles, the things yeah. you've wrestled with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the wrestles yeah, in your life. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. The wrestles in my life. Uh, well, I'll list two wrestles. Sure. Um, and the first one is just anxiety, uh, worry, and stress. Um, you know, for the early part of my life, I really allowed that to kind of dominate my life. Um, I was so terrified. You know, if I forgot a pencil to one of my classes, you know, in middle school, I would just uh, freak out. I was always worried about being on time and making uh, great grades. You know, I, I think I kind of struggled with perfectionism a little bit as well. Um, so before becoming a, a follower of Jesus, that was just a really big part of, of my everyday life, just worrying about what people think about me, mm. um, what are their perceptions of me, um, what do my teachers think of me, you know, whenever I, I write these papers or, or, you know, take these tests, I want to be seen as this excellent student who makes all of these great grades and, and always has it uh, together. Um, and that's kind of why I chose to read uh, Matthew 6 about, about not worrying here because, um, you know, as I was becoming more familiar with having a, a genuine personal relationship with the Lord, that passage was really attractive to me, thinking about how this life of, of not worrying, not being anxious about anything, about what we eat, what we drink, what we wear, what we do, um, is possible uh, through Jesus. Um, so I started uh, genuinely following Jesus in the eighth grade. You know, I, I gave my life completely to him whenever I was in the eighth grade. Uh, that was a really big year for me. But um, the, the year following, uh, after I started following Jesus, I, I felt this calling on my life into the pastoral ministry. I, I knew that God was calling me to be a pastor. And so these different opportunities actually arose for me to begin preaching at my home church and at churches in the area. Uh, but the first church I preached at, it was this really small uh, Baptist church in Shoto, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, it was so small, I think by the time my family and friends showed up to support me, uh, we about doubled the congregation. <laughs> it was really small. Um, but of course, that sermon was about worry, uh, about not worrying. And I looked at this text and I looked at others. And so all that to say, that's uh, been a really big part of my story, just allowing uh, Jesus to kind of take away my worry, take away my stress and anxiety. It's something I still kind of wrestle with. You know, starting a new job, that's a, a pretty big um, moment in one's life. You know, that can be a moment that's filled with stress and anxiety. And um, of course, there was a little bit of nervousness coming on staff at such a large church like this. You know, I've been a part of big churches before, but nothing close to the size of this church. So, I was kind of nervous about, you know, what this big change in my life is going to look like, moving to a new uh, city. Uh, of course, I'm closer to family now, but um, I had to say a lot of, uh, goodbye to a lot of my friends who were in Oklahoma City with me for, for four years. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of an ongoing process. It's a journey of just trusting Jesus more each day um, with the things I worry about, with my anxiety, uh, with my stress. So um, I would certainly say that uh, the first really big struggle or wrestle of my <laughs> life uh, was just with, with worry and with anxiety. And again, not to say that it's all gone, but because I, I do trust Jesus and follow him, so much of it is gone. Um, you know, there's a scripture, it's, I think it's 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And, and we can do that because God loves us so much, because he cares about us so much. We can cast our anxiety on him. Uh, so that, that was a big struggle. Uh, the second one, I really don't talk about it too much, uh, but it is a part of my story. Uh, the summer going into my seventh grade year, so this was before I was a follower of Jesus, um, I actually had a severe case of, of anorexia. Mm. Um, you know, I was so focused on uh, perception, on what people thought about me. Uh, you know, I wanted to uh, fit in. I wanted to have a lot of friends. I wanted to be popular. Uh, you know, middle school stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that was really, really harmful uh, to myself and to my family. Um, and, and so that was kind of a difficult and dark season in my own life. Um, 
But at the same time, it laid the groundwork. It laid the foundation for uh, me coming to Christ. It laid the found, uh, the foundation for me uh, having my my heartwarming experience. You know, for for coming into a relationship with Jesus. And so from there, I, I went to church camp the next summer. Uh, I got plugged into a youth group for the first time. Uh, I started reading the scriptures every single day. And it was really through all of that. It was through uh, community. It was through uh, the reading of the scriptures that God really revealed himself to me and and showed me who he truly was, uh, how he loves me, how he cares for me, uh, how we can cast our anxiety on him. And so um, it was really out of that kind of difficult season that um, I began to, you know, know more of who God is, and, and I began to place my faith in, in Jesus Christ. Um, so that was another kind of big part of my story. And again, it's not easy to talk about, right. um, as you know, we have seen throughout church history. Mental health just isn't easy to talk about. Right. It, it's so easy to um, ignore, to overlook. Um, but but it is important, and I like what you said earlier about how Jesus most certainly would talk about it today. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think we see glimpses of it in, in the Gospels, so I'm so thankful that you're doing this this yeah, podcast. it's and, pretty fun. Yeah, amen, <laughs> amen. Um, so yeah, that's that's part of my story and, and how God used some of those difficult yeah. uh, seasons in my life to to bring me uh, to yeah. a faith in Him. What So what message did you need to learn, or what messages did you need to learn as you went from seventh grade? You know, that's, yeah. I mean, I fully believe when we hit rock bottom— Sometimes our greatest, not triumphs, but our greatest steps towards God comes out of that. So talk more about that season of going from that deep pit to yeah. accepting Christ. I mean, you talk about, you talked about, you know, um, church camp and reading the yeah. scripture. So obviously yeah. there's input of good things happening, which yeah. is always good. But what yeah. messages did you need to learn or what things did you kind of need to step away from or kind of more, what, what was that like to go from yeah. darkness to light? Mm, that's beautiful. Um, so I think, you know, Pastor Tom talks about scripts a lot. You know, what's, what's your yeah. script? Um, and I think really my script before coming to know Christ was, uh, you know, pleasing people. Um, I mm. always wanted people to like me, yeah. which I, I think I can still struggle with that today. You know, Absolutely. and I think in ministry, that's something we can struggle with oh, as yeah. well. Oh, I don't want to say what I need to say because I want these people to I like want you me. I like me, so I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. So I still have my, you know, wrestles. <laughs> I still have yeah. my struggles with, um, you know, that that tendency. Um, but, but that was really the majority of what my script was before coming to know Christ, mm. um, you know, please people. Um, and I think after coming to know Christ, the message I needed to hear was, well, now it's about pleasing Christ. Um, yeah. it's, it's Galatians 1.10 that says, am I now trying to please people or am I trying to please Christ? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm. Um, so that was a really big uh, script that needed to be uh, rewritten, you know, no yeah. longer pleasing people, um, but instead pleasing God. Absolutely. Um, I think another big um, kind of rewriting script example would be um, just kind of what faith in God means. Um, Whenever I uh, grew up, like I said earlier, I I had this head knowledge. I knew a lot about the Bible, about the church. I knew all the answers to the questions they asked in Sunday school. Um, And I kind of thought that that was it, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, this is what being a Christian is is all about. You just know the answer. Yep, just know the answers. Give a good answer and please the Sunday school teacher, you right. know, or the pastor. And uh, and so that's really all faith is. You know, come to, to church on Sunday, answer the the questions in Sunday school, sing a few pews, and then you know go to school and try to be a good person. Yeah. And I didn't really see the connection between my heart, between the way that I live my life. You know, Monday through Saturday. And so I think, you know, being uh, involved in church camp and, and being involved in youth group and reading the scriptures, I saw that this God who is creator, who is good, who is love and light in itself, um, calls me uh, to abandon everything, you know, to give my entire life to him. And so I think that that was a really big uh, message that I needed to hear that, um, you know, faith in God isn't just going to church on Sundays or knowing uh, all the right answers. It's 
it's loving God, you know, loving God and loving neighbor. That's yeah. that's really what it's about. Absolutely. Um, no, that's so yeah. good. And people pleasing is such a damaging thing because when yes. you people please, and I, I mean, I honestly, I am a bit of a people pleaser in certain ways, and it took yeah. me a long time to even recognize that within myself. I was yeah. quite old yeah. <laughs> relative, yeah. but um, I was early, you know, it wasn't early on. It took me a long time to be like, oh, these are people pleasing tendencies. Like that's yeah. interesting. But when you people please, like your identity just gets so wrapped up in that and basically mm-hmm. lost because yeah. you're not a person. You're just yeah. a thing trying to please everyone else. Yes. And your own core, your own shell, it becomes a shell, right? Your yeah. core isn't there because it. you just yeah. want everyone else to be happy. And you know, yes. that's such something that Christ corrects is, yeah. No, that's not what I care about. I yes. want your core. I want Amen. who you are, and from that, I'm going to grow you into yeah. um, my my per- my mm. person. You know, yeah, all those things. That's that's excellent. It it kind of reminds me of the difference between uh, encouragement and flattery. Mm, um, you know, absolutely. I, I love encouragement. I think that encouragement and exhortation is one of my spiritual gifts. Mm. I'm, I'm just really passionate about encouraging yeah. people. Um, but with my people-pleasing tendencies, I have to kind of fight against that tendency to uh, just flatter people. Yeah. You know, for example, instead of saying, Melissa, I love the way you talked about this in your sermon on Sunday, I would say, hey, great sermon, you did amazing, you know, and I just want you to like me, you know, mm. because I'm saying good things like about your sermon. Like me, compliment to you. Yeah, 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 which isn't the case. Your sermon was excellent, and, and so <laughs> I, I've shared what I really liked about your sermon. Thank you. But, uh, but, you know, that is something that I have to look out for in my own life, yeah. you know, not just saying... Um, flattering things to people because I want them to have a better opinion of, yeah. of who I am. Yeah, your goal uh, for the compliment. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because it's not about me. It's not about you or how great right? your sermon no, was. It's, it's not, about, yeah. I want Melissa to like me more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's something I kind of wrestle with today is just, you know, let's encourage people. Um, let's kind of rid ourselves of, of flattery and empty, mm-hmm. you know, phrases, empty compliments, things like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so good and so true. And yeah. what a, we live in a world of flattery, yeah. you know, but where's the encouragement? There's definitely yeah. a difference. And um, sometimes yeah. the intention is the difference, not mm-hmm. even yeah. outwardly. You could be saying the same things, but yeah. um, that's something that God mm. works on for sure. God judges the heart. Anyway. Yeah. Um, for sure. And so mm. you also talked about worry and anxiety. So, um, and you also mentioned trust. So I would love yeah. to hear you, um, hear your thoughts on you know, I fully believe worry and trust can exist together, yeah. um, but it's kind of like you got to feed one more than the other, so one can shrink mm-hmm. and one can grow. Yeah. Um, so, kind of, what's the for you? What was it like to to move to trust out of worry? And they, you know, did they exist together? And how did yeah. that look for you? Oh, I love that's a beautiful connection about you know trust and worry living together. Um, I remember one time I was in a Bible study and someone asked uh, what what courage was. And I tried to like offer this great answer, and I said, you know, well, courage is doing something and and doing it fearlessly. And they're like, well, you know, is it really courageous to do something if you aren't afraid at all? Um, <laughs> isn't that kind of the definition of, of courage to do something, yeah. you know, even if it is, you know, a cause of fear or worry? And and so all of that and that kind of humbled me <laughs> in that Bible study. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're right about that. You're right, you're right about that. But. Uh, uh, but no, that's a great point. I think that fear and you know worry or doubt can exist at the same times, you know. Um, but I think the important part is going forward and not allowing your doubt or worry to uh, to hold you back. Right. Um, I often think of you know uh, Peter uh, being called out of the boat, you know, when Jesus is walking on the water. Um, I'm sure there were doubts and fears, and he kind of allowed those to uh, take control, and that's when he began to sink. But I think the important part is to focus on Jesus, you know, to fix our eyes on him and to go forward in faith, even if we do have those doubts and fears kind of uh, lingering <laughs> right. in the back Yeah, you can be staring straight at Jesus and those fears or worries or things can be in the back of your head still, but yeah. it's, 
you know, which one are you going to focus on, I think. And yes. I think too often the church in the past or at times, or maybe currently, mm-hmm. um, has given the message of, you know, belief and unbelief do not go together. Yeah. Or faith and worry, you yeah. know, you can't have worry if you have any faith there. If you yeah. trust God, you'll never be fearful again. Like, And yeah. that's just not... true of the human condition that's not true of how this world works that's Mm -hmm. just not true and we need to do a better job of distinguishing of like does worry ever really go away Mm -hmm. you know does fear ever truly on this side of the new heaven and new earth does it ever completely evaporate I mean sometimes but really now yes you know and so it's not about never being fearful or never worrying but it's about instead Mm -hmm. which one do you focus on more the worry or on Jesus yes Mm, that's um, beautiful absolutely um so yesterday, oh, I shared earlier about reading from from First Samuel. Yes. Um, I read First Samuel chapter one last night, and uh, we read the story of Hannah, um, and it says that she was just pouring her soul out before the Lord, mm. and you know she was weeping bitterly in the presence of God, and uh, you know there's even the the phrase that says you know she was moving her lips but nothing could be heard. You know, she was just you know, kind of mouthing the, the prayer that she was praying in her heart. Um, but I think that's such a beautiful picture of just bringing our emotions, our doubts, our fears, our uh, distresses, whatever, uh, to the Lord, just pouring out our souls to the Lord in prayer. And I know that that's made a big difference in my own life instead of pretending that I don't have these doubts or fears, you know, and saying, oh, well, that's not what Christians should be like. You know, Christians shouldn't have mm. those thoughts, those doubts, yeah. those fears. I'm, I'm just going to avoid them and, and not pray about them. Um, instead, doing what, what Hannah did and just, you know, pouring our souls out before the Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, being honest with, with our emotions, with, with our feelings um, before Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Um, so, John, any last thoughts from today? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I, I love the word fellowship. And I think sometimes when we think of fellowship, we just think of, you know, relationship between other people. (laughs) But what's so beautiful is that in the narrative of Scripture, we see that fellowship goes beyond that. Fellowship is also included with God, (laughs) that we have fellowship with, you know, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and of course, we still have fellowship with, with our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. And so, that's made such a big difference in my own life, just the fellowship that I have with, you know, my Father in Heaven and the fellowship I have with my brothers and my sisters in Christ. You know, that, that familial theme, you know, just that theme of being in the family of God, of, of being called a friend of Jesus. Um, and, and so, I think that would be my biggest word of encouragement, just to remember that we have fellowship with the God who loves us, who created us, who cares about us, and we have fellowship with... Um, the church with our family yeah. in Christ. Um, so, so that has certainly helped me um, in my struggles with worry and anxiety and, and people pleasing. You know, let's let's seek fellowship with God and uh, and with one another. Absolutely, no, it's so true and so good. And who you ra- the voices you surround yourself with are so important. And yeah. you know, that fellowship is more than just. You know, that's yeah. such a deep word. It's one of those words I love where. Yeah you can define it but then also because yeah. of god like it's so much deeper than that so yes. definitely definitely important so, yes yeah thank you so much john for thank talking you, today Melissa. and sharing thank with you. us yeah. um absolutely so just as we close would you mind praying for everyone oh i would love that lord god we are so thankful for who you are we remember this day that you are the god of peace and that your peace transcends understanding so lord wherever we may be in our lives right now whatever struggles we may be facing whatever we may be wrestling with whatever our wrestles may be lord we know that you are right here with us that you are standing in the fire with us that you are strengthening us and encouraging us and god holding us with your righteous right hand so lord we love you and we ask oh god that you would be glorified in all that we say and all that we do lord in the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart in jesus name Amen. Amen.